Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Under's Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike with BeastNet. I'm here with Patrick and Lorenzo to talk about Canada. So what, what was it like, gentlemen? How, how are you all doing anyway? sounds like it. I've heard, I've seen a lot of people, there were a lot of people that didn't finish or only ended up doing, that went up there for the full trifecta weekend and only ended up doing part of it just because it was, I think it was a lot more than anyone expected it to be. So a lot. Yeah, because I know I saw a lot of that, that people were, you know, getting pulled from heat exhaustion. And I mean, it just was, I don't think anybody expected it to be what it was. And it, it caught a lot of people off guard, it sounds like. So. Yeah, absolutely. And not only that, but like the sprint didn't even start till the first heat was like, I think, 3 or 2.30 was the elite men starting. And that's a little hit. That's in the afternoon. Like, you're getting out of the heat of the day right there. And yeah. Yeah, so a lot of people were, were pretty beat up about that. Uh, but yeah, like Dr. Shannon, I mean, the sprint course was basically straight up and then right back down, and it wasn't on the buddy hill, because that would have been funny, but no. That would have been. No, it was a pretty good run. Um, as far as Saturday went and the Black Diamonds and the Double Blacks, I don't know if Canada has a different term for Black Diamonds, but they said there was no Double Black, and I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure one of them was definitely a Double Black, but I, I don't know. I I can't say it for sure, I guess, but I've been up on some mountains before, and that would be one of those ones that would come up to and say, well, not today, that doesn't look like fun. 
on a snowboard. And yeah. we did that on foot. And it was just, it, yeah, like Patrick said, that whole course was just a brutal, rugged course. Great scenery, beautiful venue. But yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, definitely a test of uh, fortitude there. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, the starting at 2.30, I was wondering that myself. I'm like, how, I mean, that that just puts you literally like right in the, you're starting in the worst part of the day. I mean, I did Vegas last year and I started at 11.30 and that was horrible. I couldn't imagine starting yeah. even later. I mean, and just. For me, that wasn't so bad. Okay. For me, that, was, that wasn't so bad for me because I go to work early in the morning, work all day, and my training is in the afternoon. So I think. imagine that i've done a uh a 10k years ago that started at like four in the afternoon and it was like how how do i do this i have my morning schedule of i eat this for breakfast and i have a you know this is what i drink on my way to the you know the way to the event and then i start the event i go this is what i eat during the event but now i've got a whole like eight hours before i race so how do you do this (laughs) it just doesn't make yeah That's never good. I know that was a big problem we had in uh, Hawaii last year. There was like two, uh, was it two, two or three water stations in a row that were completely out of water when we got to them. So we yeah, had two of them when I when, on the second lap of the ultra. Yeah, I remember that. yeah, and so we had like that a huge span 
where we, you know, we were out of water in our packs and we just, yeah, it's like, uh, so yeah, that's, that's not good, especially in that kind of heat. Cause I know I saw there were a few beasts that got pulled from the course. I know of at least one. Um, it seemed like most people, except for that, you know, a couple finished at least Friday night, but it seemed like a lot of them didn't even run Saturday, Sunday because they were so tore up from Friday. Yeah, I can only imagine. Um, I don't know. For the most part, I think everybody that I know that was there that intended on running all three days did it. Um, and I know there's a handful that didn't. But, um, yeah, no, that Friday course in itself, uh, the mileage was anywhere from five to six miles based on whatever GPS stopwatch you had on. Yeah. I clocked five and a quarter mile. Um, and my average sprint is under an hour and I, it took me an hour and a half to run this thing and it wasn't running it at all it was pretty much walking up a hill oh. so, I mean that'll take it yeah and the time of day the lack of water um, which got even worse on Saturday where certain water points didn't even know who was supposed to get water or who wasn't supposed to get water as if that's even supposed to be a thing but they're like no you're running the ultra you're not supposed to get water here you're supposed to carry your own water um, and then it was like, no, you're, you're running the beast, this water's for the ultras. There, there was a lot of confusion on hydrating racers, and that's, that should never be an issue. It's like, oh, you're a racer? So it's water. Yeah. Um, you can't fill your bag here, but drink as much as you want. That kind of thing. Yeah, but there, there should they be. They told us in the starting corral for the ultra, they, they said you cannot fill your packs. You can get your fill of water at the water station, you just can't fill your packs, which was kind of weird, because what if I want to sit there well, and there drink two water at the water station? There were two stations we were, we were able to fill our packs at, but all the rest of them, handheld, handhelds were okay, and then drink as much as you wanted, look like the cups. And I think maybe there was some confusion there, because they were saying only one cup, you can refill that one cup, they might have had a shortage of cups, but I don't know. Um, anybody who's run a race in Canada, it is a little bit different than running one in the continental United States. I would say United States, but Hawaii has its issues as well. Um, but when yeah, you run a race, I haven't run anywhere in Canada and Hawaii um, yet. But it, it is a little bit different. Um, it's, it's ran quite a bit differently. The obstacles are different. The logistics are different. The support, the volunteers, all that stuff is, is going to be a little bit different than we're used to. And that being said, what, what I think we're used to is probably... The best of the best. Like this is the place to run a Spartan race. It's you know in our backyard here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And that's, you know, that is true. I mean, that's one thing. I've done Hawaii. This will be my third year. And you're right. It, it is different volunteers. I mean, it's there's different obstacles, different volunteers. Um, last year was a little different than the first year because it was a different company now. But it was still, it, it was different. It just, everything's a little bit different. Like, we're used to the big huge festival areas with all sorts of stuff you know you can go get free whatever and get samples in hawaii there was nothing there was a food truck and a shaved ice truck and that was it yeah the same way it was up in canada that there didn't seem to be as many uh vendors uh out there peddling their wear uh you know the merch merch area was a single trailer uh, they, a lot of merch to, to sling. Uh, I know we all like to buy events and whatnot. Yeah. We got down there early on Friday just to make sure we all 
we were able to get one because we were like, man, don't know if there's a city box out for everybody, you know, it's like being tested. I really enjoyed the first round. And uh, yeah, so it was the first experience I played being a U.S. Uh, uh, race, and it was its favorite. Uh, as far as it was, you know, four or five years ago, you know, just kind of trying to figure things out and still learning uh, in a way, you know, and I, I don't know if they necessarily found it or not, but it, it just seemed kind of outdated, you know, it didn't seem like it was uh, what we're all used to in the U.S., you know, we go to a lot of four or you're breaking up a little there, Patrick. Since so you're breaking up a little bit, you sound funny. Yeah, you were starting to go. Yeah, you're starting to go all garbled. There's a couple spots there. I'm not sure what you said. Gobbly gook. No, but I got kind of what you said. I mean, it's one of those things that we are used to a certain, you know, certain stuff here in the States. You know, the big, lots of vendors, lots of merch, all that kind of stuff. And from what I, I, you know, what I saw in Hawaii, it's not that way. And from what I've heard, Canada, you know, and like you said, isn't that way. You know, it's like Spartan years ago. They're still growing. So maybe one day they'll get, you know, you know. They're kind of the, the stepchild at the moment, so. Yeah, yeah but on that note, too, they're not going to do any favors. They're not doing any favors to themselves because. No. I don't know, like, like Patrick saying, kind of, uh, I stepped on them there. Um, the obstacles are different, which are good and bad. I mean, they've got some of the, the usual, you know, the Asian cars on that, vertical cars on that, which are the ones that come to mind. Their hair course is a little different. Um, I like the ring setup that they have for their rig. Um, it, just, it was just rings, but they were staggered all crazy like so it was far more challenging than your normal uh, sprint, the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, lots of carries, just random carries dragging a stick, which is kind of like, oh, that's kind of hokey, but whatever. A couple of barbed wire calls, um, nothing to the effect of a death race, but it was like 12 hours worth of it, but still, we had a couple of those. Um, stuff like that, but the thing that they're not doing any favors for themselves is that course was more of an obstacle than any of the obstacles. Like, physically, I feel fine after that race. The obstacles didn't take anything out of me. Um, it was the course itself. And honestly, I feel like it was kind of bland and a lack of imagination. Like, you had a few resorts you could have played with, and there was switchbacks that we could have done, and a couple of grueling hills, but like four death marches. Like, that's, that's the route you took. And then, oh, we're supposed to be rewarded with some running. Hmm. I, I don't remember being rewarded with running because the reward of running would have been like climb up this hill a little bit and then you run as opposed to climb up this hill, climb down this hill, up this hill, down this hill, up this hill, down this hill, back up this hill. And then if you've got anything left, you can run back to the bottom. Like, holy crap. Like, that was just, it wasn't the most, like on my first lap, I'm not going to lie. I was pretty distraught. Like I, I pulled out like a six minute lap or six mile, uh, six hour lap. I'm sorry, and I wasn't having fun. Like at the last climb, I'm sitting there wondering, like, what, what is going on? Like I'm not having fun. Like it's a challenge, yeah, but anything challenging is also fun when you're doing it like this. Yeah. But I, I wasn't having fun. I'm just like, wow, this is boring. 
it's not, it's, it's better to get better. Like, it's just getting worse. And I'm not having any fun with it. I'm by myself. I'm in my head. I'm just kind of like, shoot, I don't want to go back out against another lap. It's just, it's just fun. And uh, Patrick comes into the, uh, the transition tent, like, I don't know, five or ten minutes after I got there. And I'm kind of like on the fence of like, Am I, is this thing worth going back out for? And he's gung-ho and they've been hollering. And I'm like, all right, well, we'll go back out. And Patrick and I were able to finish and then made some, uh, you know, Patrick guy and uh, Fontaine, a uh, local Portland beast down here. Uh-huh. Um, new to the group. She hasn't met her yet. She's amazing. Um, we all finished together. We even banged together with another group out there on the second lap. Guy from uh, Candace, Washington. He's right down the road from us. I'm like, how in the world do I meet a guy in Kimberly, Canada on yeah. the second lap of an ultra and you're like 20 minutes, not even you're 10, 15 minutes from me. Like, that's crazy. How does this happen? The other guy is from like, he lives in Seattle. Like, this is wild, you know, and the second lap of the Ultra is the only reason why I would call this weekend a complete awesome time. Um, just not, you know, awesome people, it's always great, but there would have been that one little asterisk on the event of the Ultra not just, it just wasn't enjoyable at all. Like, it was grueling. I mean, I, I didn't do Sun Peaks last year. I don't want to compare it to Sun Peaks. Other people who didn't both have done it or compare them and... It seems comparable. At the beginning of the race, we were told by this Johnny fella that uh, everybody knows. Some people like him, some people don't. A lot. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he's like, this is, this is not going to be the Sunday thing. It's not. And some people are worse than Sunday. I don't know. I can't speak to that. But uh, it, was, it was a brutal, brutal course. And in the end, when it comes down to it, the only thing that made it fun was my fellow beast. Yeah. And I want to thank Patrick and Fontaine for, for making that last lap enjoyable. And yeah, we rocked it. See, that, that's, that's what a lot of you guys miss in the way I do it. I'm slow as hell, and I have a party and just talk to everybody and have fun and meet people. Yeah. You know, you're so focused on, you know. No choice but to go slow the second lap. Yeah. The second lap out there was, was you know, we, we had two time hacks we had to make. Well, three, we had to finish by a certain time, but we had two time hacks on the course that we had to make. Uh, I think the first one was at like 3.30, and we made that by like two hours. You know, So we were two hours ahead of schedule, so we kind of slowed up a little bit, took a few more breaks, got to the, the second uh, time hack, which was at 7.30, and we made that one, I think it was about like an hour and 15, hour and 30, something like that ahead of time. So we're like, all right, cool, we got this. And then... Uh, at that point, that's when Fontaine came up and met up with us. And man, she was just she was charging up that mountain because she was scared that she was going to miss cutoff times and not finish. And you could see the panic in her eyes when she came up there. And we're like, dude, you're good. We just made the cutoff. All we got to do is finish by ten thirty now. We're we're solid. Yeah, we completed this thing. And because we we all knew that there wasn't going to be any rushing uh, to get down because we still had a few more climbs to do after that point. And yeah. So we all just kind of. Banded together, there was a uh, side of us, and we would, uh, you know, climb the hills, and we would, you know, climb for five, ten, fifteen minutes or so, and then we would take a little break. We would sit down, we'd uh, drink some drinks, and uh, uh, you know, try to keep our electrolytes up and keep our hydration going, and pop a little food in us, and we'd crack jokes. Uh, you know, harking back to the uh, twelve or the uh, uh, death race, and doing the 
Say, I think the closest I've come to that is one of the years in Montana. They said it was like five or six, but yeah, that was yeah. insane. So imagine, imagine doing that like twice or three times. Yeah, yeah no, no. Yeah, it, was, it was good. I mean, we all we, we finished. I mean, you know, the, the five of us. And that's like what mattered. And we had a we had a, a bunch in our group that uh that set out for it, and um, you know, it was it was a rougher course. I mean, realistically. There were some people who probably shouldn't have run on Friday and saved themselves for the, the sprint or the beast or the ultra because that that spring course was easily the most brutal I've ever done. And from what I hear a lot of people saying, um, yeah, it was equally as brutal as, as anything they've ever done too. So, um, yeah, to do, to do the sprint and the ultra, that, that, that was quite a task. Uh, to do the super, like Patrick said, Based on our average super times and the way this course was laid out and how, how beat up we were getting, um, it was looking like it was going to be probably right around a four to five hour sprint or super. And starting anytime after eight o'clock, we're not leaving until about three in the afternoon, probably. Yeah. And it's a 10 hour drive home. So and we, and we both not good. Monday morning, too. So we were going to take like a 30 minute nap and then go to work. <laughs> no, that was not going to be good for anybody. No, it's that kind of thing. That's why, like uh, this year in Montana, where I didn't do the sprint, was because I had to be at work the next morning, and I'm like, it's not worth it. I, I'll get a sprint somewhere else, so I'm just going to take off and get home. So, yeah, I, I understand that completely. Yeah. So let's take a quick break. Yeah. Oh yeah, go ahead. Go let's ahead. We, get, got, we got all sides to talk. Let's take a quick break. Let's take quick breaks to hear from our sponsor, and then that's out of the way, and we can move on from there. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors. If you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com for the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. All right, we're back from break. So, what were you saying, Patrick? About you know, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention to you. If we if we if we could have gotten <laughs> like a, a two hours from yeah or super in on Sunday, I, I think we probably would have stayed. Yeah, and, and given Absolutely. it a shot. But uh, being, you know, after walking walking that course uh, twice on Saturday and seeing just how rough and rugged it was, like. Both Lorenzo and I were like, yeah, it's not going to happen, man. There's no way we're not going to get home. So basically, we got to go to work the next day. That's, that ain't no fun, you know, driving all night and then having to go to work and then, you know, going 48 hours or whatever without sleep. And just, it, we both agreed on the second lap while we were sitting on one of our breaks, you know, like, all right, we're, it's, it, it is what it is, and we're making the right choice. It's not a choice that either one of us wanted. Like, we didn't want to not do the race, but, um, we both, 
agree that it was the the right thing to do, the smart thing to do. Yeah. So you guys are making me really question because next year I was thinking because I'm pretty much sure this is my last year going to Hawaii for a bit. I mean, three years in a row is kind of you know really pushing it. So uh, I don't think there's going to be number four. So I was trying to figure out where I was going to do a trifecta weekend next next year, and you're you're really making me think I don't want to do Kimberly. Yeah, you're totally making me. Yeah, you're so <laughs> full of it. <laughs> I, I would venture to say, of everybody who went, this is, this is pretty much just beast, I imagine. Um, I think a third, maybe even a, a quarter to a third of the people who went um, will not go back next year. I won't go back next year for it. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Canada's going to have to do something really awesome. Yes, yeah, I'm uh, thinking more like West Virginia, maybe. Maybe I'll do West Virginia. Yeah. That's a spark, that's a trifecta weekend, isn't it? My family's from there, you know. Maybe I'll meet relatives. There we go. That will do. So you know, there's a few options. I, I, Kimberly doesn't sound like a good one. Yes, I did. Awesome. It was awesome. People were still talking about that on Sunday. They were they were asking people like, "Hey, did you guys see the all those guys in the, the USA gear?" And uh, <laughs> all of our other team would stay behind. We're like, "Yeah, that's us. We did that." Jeez. Yeah, I did see that. So that was interesting. Now, see, I think for me, it'll more be just. I think for like a trifecta weekend, I'm gonna have to see who might be going because I think it's gonna be. A trifecta weekend, if you're going just for a race, like when I do like Vegas, it's like two races, whatever. I really don't care who else is there. I can do it by myself if I need to. But I think a trifecta weekend is like something you almost need people to, to help you. You know what I mean? Like yeah, a party, a party pace or not really a party pace, but like you said, you know, Lorenzo, where that second lap, you didn't want to go. And then Patrick came in all like crazy with, yeah, his, yeah, being Patrick. So I came, I came into transition, and I was pissed off. I was not having fun. I was in a bad spot mentally. You know, physically I was fine. You know, I was like, whatever. I can, I can totally do another lap. But the whole first lap, I kept thinking, man, I do not want to come out and do this climb again. And then I did another climb. And go, yeah, I don't want to do this one again either. This sucks. And then, you know, like Lorenzo was saying, I just was not having fun. But I came into the transition, and I saw two of our teammates that had. I pulled out because they got in and uh, either were having some uh, heat issues or you know, just said, no, nah, there's no way this is going to happen and pulled out before it got too late. And then I saw Lorenzo as well. And I could see the look in his eyes and I could tell that he was not having any part of the second lap. He was, I think he was already checked out at that point. Like, no, this ain't happening and whatnot. So I came in and I just started cussing and swearing like a drunken sailor and trying to fire people up and get them motivated to go back out. You know, I just sat down and started cramming a whole bunch of calories and uh, slamming some uh, hydration and eating some butterfingers and some dude got his back 
being stolen, so I'm passing him some water and some butter fingers, and Lorenzo's kind of looking at me like, dude, you are freaking nuts. And I was like, yes, I am. I'm going back out. They're going to have to pull me off of this mountain. You know, and I was seeing a lot of this stuff, you know, pumping up my chest, having a little bravado, but it was more to kind of psych myself up to go back out. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just said to myself, if I go back out there, I'm just going to keep on trucking, and they're, they're literally going to have to pick me up and put me in the back of the truck to get me off of this mountain. I said, yeah, I, I want that. I want that purple buckle. I want that. I want that. Uh, that medal. I want that accomplishment. Because man, this mountain kicked my butt the first time, but I'm coming back out, and I'm just gonna let chip away at it. And I'm gonna take over this mountain. And I think that got Lorenzo fired up enough that he came back out with me on that second lap. And yeah, that if, if Lorenzo wasn't by my side on that second lap, and I, I'm pretty sure he's in the same boat, that I don't think either one of us would have finished it. But I think we probably would have gotten that first or second climb and just tapped out that, you know, that was a good effort. I don't want to do this anymore, but you know, we had each other by, by our side and, uh, you know, having Fontaine there and uh, Matt and Sergio, uh, oh no, Diego, sorry, Matt and Diego, the two guys that we met up there. Um, yeah, it, it was an awesome group. Uh, I wouldn't want it any other way. Uh, we all waited for each other at the end of the race and uh, we all jumped over the fire at the same time, crossed the finish line. Uh, my man, Chris Hussain, gave me my medal. I was like, aw, boo. Oh, yeah, you know, that was, that was one of the craziest things. It was a good second lap, but, uh, yeah, I, I was definitely checked out on the first lap and then come back in transition. I was just going crazy and just trying to pump myself up to get up the curve to go back out. We got back out there and killed it on the second lap. It was fun. But you know what? That was the craziest, most awesome thing, too, is when we finished that race. Um, so we're talking to these two guys that we just met out on the course, and we're talking to them, and since they're from the air, it's like, oh, hey, have you heard of Beast this year? And so we're talking to them a little about the team, and we come up over the hill where you can see the festival area, and you can see a bunch of people down there. And uh, you can't quite make out where who's who and all that, but you can yeah. see a group sitting in front of the spirit there, and it's like, that's got to be our guys. And uh, one of them, like, throws their hands up in the air. And I throw my hands up in the air, and I shoot him, and you can see him. And I, I, uh, they jump over the barricade right there, and they run right through the, the spirit zone because there's nobody else on course. And they start charging up the hill for us. And I, I turn back to these two guys, and I'm like, you're going to see what makes this team so special right now. Like, that's our team right there, jumping the barricade, turning through the spirit zone obstacle, charging up this hill after us, and they're going to come. And, and welcome us and, and finish this course with us. And yeah, so we, we charged down the hill. They met us, you know, gave us hugs and high fives and everything. And we did our, uh, our last couple of obstacles there with them. And, and uh, it was just the best way to finish. And yeah, well, the last obstacle there was the football and then the fire jump. And we come up over the football and we wish everybody to get to the top of the football. We look down over the fire and there's our team right there again. All of them holding up finisher shirts, ultra shirts, and it's like, what? Like, it was a very, very moving, very emotional thing. Like, we had Zane and Jenna and, and Jess and Trisha, and uh, we finished with Fontaine, so her husband Jeremy is down there. It was just the best finish. Like, it was crazy. That's you know, awesome. I mean, you know, I, I look back on it, I'm just kind of grumble, grumble about it, but realistically, like, the way we pulled through in the end really made that race worth it and if I didn't know any better I would almost say I'd be willing to do it again right now but 
<laughs> That's what's funny. Is <laughs> I talked to. <laughs> That's just it. I talked to Rebecca. Uh, gosh, I can't remember. Louts, Rebecca, who who did the the, the death race? I was talking to her earlier today, and that was one of the things I was talking to her about. Was you get that feeling afterwards, like right when? What's that? Rachel. Rachel. Sorry, not Rebecca. Rachel. Rachel. Oh, sorry. I'm horrible with names. Rachel, she's awesome, by the way. Just amazing. But I was talking to her earlier, and that's one of the things I was talking about was like you finish the race and you're just, you're beat, you're dead. You're like, I don't want to do this again. This was stupid. And then like 20 minutes later, they're like adrenaline's kicking in. You're on the web looking for the next race. When's the next one? When can I sign up for, you know, and that's kind of how, you know, OCR is. I mean, that's how it was when I finished the first beat. You know, my first race was the Montana Beast. I finished and told Amber, I'm like, nope, this was stupid. I'm never doing this again. And then before we even got back to the hotel, I'm looking on the internet. Anybody, but, uh, don't tell anybody, but Lorenzo and I are thinking about doing Dallas Ultra this year, too. Nice. But don't tell anybody, okay? I won't tell anybody. Your secret's safe with me. I want to I run an Ultra. Like, Dallas and Ultra, that was just, you know, non-climbing. I well, run you did Hawaii. That was running, wasn't it? Eh, not really. Those wonderful I'm hills. Not sure, we're gonna find a a runners ultra Spartan race. No. Because to get that kind of distance, they're gonna they're gonna be on a on a mountain somewhere. There will be some hikes. I doubt there will be death marches. I mean, at a couple points, I was on all fours climbing up this freaking hill. Jeez. Yeah, if you want to. You know, at, at a couple points, I found myself on all fours doing a bear crawl up the freaking hill just because, you know, A, I was exhausted, and B, the legs weren't holding me upright. I didn't want to fall backwards down the mountain because I kept wanting forward progress. Didn't want to go back down the hill again. See, that's what's always surprised me with Washington. We have mountains in Washington. How do we not have hills like that on the Spartan races? They don't shoot those venues down here. It's really kind of strange. Yeah, I mean, it just amazes me that we've got mountains, we've got all this stuff, and we've got, like, the flattest courses I've ever been on, so. Yeah, don't, don't be spread that, that information around. I like the flat, fast courses. It's, it's nice for us runners. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> that's what actually surprised me was this weekend. I did a terrain race while you guys were in Kimberley, and my calves are still on fire because of the hills. Nothing like your hills, it sounds like, but there was hills in Washington, so I was surprised. Oh, yeah. It wasn't a whole lot of running. What's that? Oh yeah, there was there was there was a couple parts on it where I had to bear crawl up the hill because it was so steep in a couple spots. I mean, JP picked the right spots on that one, so I guess he listened to me the last episode when I told him that I'm tired of Washington having flat courses. And about the end of that course, I'm like, I want to punch JP because <laughs> he listened a little too well. But no. Yeah, Washougals, I, I wish they were all like, oh, Washougals are great because Washougals is such a good mix of the steep, nasty-ass hills, but room to run. 
that you don't yeah. see like really anywhere else because Montana is all hills, all hills, you know. But and it sounds like Kimberly's all hills, but you know. So I'm gonna have to figure out which which uh, trifecta week I'm gonna do. Yeah, Montana and Kimberly. I mean, you compare the two. Um, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I've never been... The ultra course, the ultra course only had nine more obstacles than the, uh, I think it was the sprint course even. They had everything crammed onto the sprint course uh, to make it a little more challenging, but there were only nine more obstacles between the sprint and the ultra beast. And we, I think on the ultra, we had two two other obstacles than the beast did. And one was a, a short uphill barbed wire crawl. The other one was our, a second log carry uh, before we tied back into the east. So the, most of the obstacles were at the beginning of the course and, um, well, beginning and the end and, uh, on the sprint. Yeah. But uh, it, it was weird that there weren't many more obstacles on the back half of the course. Um, you know, there, there was no twister. Um, trying to remember some of the other obstacles that weren't there and I don't know if there's like branding rights or whatever but it, it just it was weird uh, the second second part of the, uh, the back side of the culture is just been, like Lorenzo was saying we'd go up and literally make a right hand turn travel about 200 yards and then go back down the mountain again and like okay well we just went up and down the, the same ski slope this is awesome and then hmm. do something down at the bottom and then trudge right back up the hill again and make another right hand turn and come back down the same mountain. So, so you basically just yeah. snaked up and down the mountain, I guess. Yeah, it was, it was just, I, I think there could have been better use of the terrain. Uh, there was a whole lot of uh, access roads that were around there. Yeah, we could have gone for a nice, you know, two or three mile out and back run, run a couple obstacles on that on that trail, uh, and come back in and not have to do so many climbs. But, you know, he's the course designer, he's the course, uh, uh, the race director, and that's the course he chose, and that's the course we had to take. I mean, yeah. could always do things differently, but oh, yeah. it was his course, and that, that's what he was known for, I guess, is just making you making you suffer on the course, but not on the obstacles, because there really weren't any high-failure obstacles other than, you know, like Spear. Um, Spear's always a high-failure, but... Um, I think there's a few more people than normal. Yeah, just because they were offset, they were staggered. Um, yeah. Some were higher than others, and... Uh, I saw a couple of people that didn't fare too well on it. And the second time on the, the ultra lap, I, I didn't fare too well on it. I missed a ring and smacked my knee into one of the, uh, uh, one of the posts there. And yeah, I got this little bruise in there, so smacked it pretty good. That's not good. So that's one thing I always liked about Montana. It was like this year because I was with uh, Serena. 
and it was her first year doing Montana. And we sat there and we got to one part and she looks and goes, Hey, look, that's the A-frame. And we're like not even done with mile one. I'm like, yeah, we'll see that eventually because it's way over on the other side of the mountain. And she's like, that's the A-frame over there. And I'm like, yeah. And like five, six hours later, she's like, what happened to that A-frame? I'm like, we'll find it eventually. Just keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's what I've always loved about Montana is you can almost see like the other side of the course. It's like, I know I saw that obstacle like six hours ago. Where is it? You know. But you finished it. I mean, you guys, you know, you trudged through it and you finished. So. Oh, definitely. I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from that. Finishing that ultra beast. Uh, you know, I, I think Zane was the one that said it. He said, you know, the, the, uh, the ultra beast up in Kimberly made Tahoe look like a kid's race. Yeah. Did Zane? I, I had to think about it. I'm like, well, maybe not a kid's race, but it did make it look pretty easy comparative to it because. I thought Tahoe was tough last year when I did it, and I was like, man, that was the toughest thing I ever did. I don't know if I can ever top that one. And then we went to Kimberly, and I was like, okay, yeah, this this was a way tougher physical and mental course. Uh, yeah. It got me physically and it got me mentally. And, uh, yeah, it made Tahoe just not seem as bad. Well, and, you, and I know you said Zane. I mean, so Zane didn't do the Ultra Beast, did he? Because, I mean, not to sound bad if he was waiting for you at the finish line. one lap. Okay. Uh, he, he did one lap, and I don't. I don't think he. I don't know if he made it all the way into transition. I think he did, but uh, he, he's had uh, you know issues this year. He's had some some pains in his in his legs and whatnot. And, uh, I think he just said, "Yeah, one is enough. I don't need to go out and kill myself." So yeah, I was gonna say I knew Zane was having some back issues. Yeah, he, he, I think he did a full lap. I, I don't remember exactly if he did or not, but I think he did a full lap and. Yeah, I mean, and that's one thing, like you were yeah. talking about, like finishing and having the whole group there. I mean, I've I've kind of experienced that. I experienced that with uh, Montana in 16 when uh, both Jody and Stevie got hurt and it took us 13 hours and we were the last ones to finish. And like 
as we came around the corner for the last obstacles, all of a sudden you saw Brandon and Jeff and a few other people come running up and like help us and get us through the last few obstacles to finish. And, you know, it's an amazing feeling when your team's there waiting for you, you know? So yeah, I can imagine that. Oh yeah. No, it was, it was a great feeling, uh, coming down like Lorenzo was saying into that, into the festival area. There was a steep downhill. We came, came down this hill and then it was a slight left and then a sharp right into a barbed wire crawl. And then we had, uh, uh, spearmen and then back up the hill a little bit for bucket carry and then around the slip wall. And as we were making that final little descent coming down in uh, to the festival area, started hearing some hooting and hollering. And, you know, my spirits immediately went through the roof. I'm like, I didn't even have to look. I knew who it was now. And yeah. It could have been Zane. It could have been Jenna. It could have been Brandon. It could have been. Uh, Jody, it could have been any number of those people, but I knew them were beasts that were down there because they saw us coming down off the hill, and uh, they they recognized us and they let us know that they were there. And yeah, my my excitement level jumped through the roof. My heart just sort of racing. I'm like, those are my people right there. Here we go. And like, you know, turned to turned to Matt and uh, Diego, the two guys that we met. Like Lorenzo was saying, you know, this is our family, this is our team. This is what it's all about. Basically, I said the same thing, like, you're ready, guys, it's going to be fun coming down into this. And, and we, we all finished, and they were just like, dude, this is, this is awesome. This is, this is exactly what you need after a race like that. Yeah. And it is. You need, you, need, you need those people there. Um, you know, I don't think I've gotten a bigger hug from Zane. I don't think I've ever gotten a bigger hug from Brandon Chen. Uh, I can't remember who else I hugged. Uh, I know Jody was down there, and I gave her a big hug as well. And it just, it was just awesome coming down and having everybody that's on your team there just ear to ear smiles and you can see that they were totally proud of what you had just accomplished and knew that you had just basically slayed a dragon up there on that course. Yeah, and it sounds like it was a brutal course and I mean you guys just killed it, so I mean my hat's off to you. I mean I I gotta figure out which ones I'm doing next year and really get my you know, like I said Hawaii is probably my last shot at doing Hawaii. I'm doing all three this year if it kills me, so yeah. Well, yeah, you don't have a boot on this time, so you can make it through. Yeah, I should be okay. And Serena will be there to push me through, so. <laughs> yeah, she's, a, she's a motivator. She'll, she'll get you in. Oh, she she's will. She's one of my favorites. Well, I love Serena. She's a blast. So, it, it was like this weekend. I had such so much fun at train race because it was me. It was me, my friend Don, and Benton all ran the race. But Serena and Trissa and everyone else was there. And, yeah, we were just being stupid, so. It was a blast. I forget how much fun those people are until I get to hang out with them. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, if you uh, if you decide to go back east, uh, Lorenzo and I were both talking about wanting to travel back there for for a race, and yeah, you find a trifecta weekend, and uh, there happens to be an altar piece there as well. You know, I think you guys that you can call and uh, we can get back there for that. I think, like I said, I think West Virginia has one has a, a trifecta weekend, but I don't know if there's an ultra and I know New Jersey does. So I, I got to figure out which one I want to do, but I think I want to do a trifecta weekend on the East coast. See, and I want to do a trifecta weekend. That's fun. My wife wants to do one that's warm, like whole Florida, but they don't have a trifecta weekend in Florida. So she just keeps saying she wants to do Miami. I'm like, Miami's a sprint and there's sprints everywhere. Why would I go to Miami for a sprint? <laughs> I mean, I just, 
I've been to Miami. It's not that it's kind of cool for the first five minutes. You're like, it's like Miami Vice. And then you're like, it's like Miami Vice. I'm done. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's, yeah, it's pretty much, it's Miami Vice from the eighties still to this day. Yeah. So it, it's, yeah. So, yeah, I got to figure out which one I'm going to do on the East Coast. I, I want to do something. Um, like I said, I mean, three years of Hawaii in a row is good, but I, I want to do I want to do more traveling. You know, I, I'm at that age where I'm finally like, you know, it's someone posted something on Facebook today. It's they'd rather have more, you know, stamps on their passport than things in their house. And I, I'm pretty much at that point. I would rather have those to travel. Yeah, I would rather have the travels and the fun and the the memories. I mean, memories you can hold on. No one yeah. can steal your memories, you know. So oh, yeah, definitely. And yeah, we made a ton of memories on this on this trip. I mean, there's things that that happened that you know I, I just won't forget uh, from this trip. And you know, like you were saying, more more stamps in your passport than things in your home. I actually had to go get a passport. I never had a passport up until. Uh, earlier this year, and I've got two races in Canada this year, so I've never traveled outside of the U.S. before. So this is my first experience and uh, you know international travel. So yeah, uh, I'm now an international spark racer. Uh, I'm internationally known. I guess now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm international. Yeah. You know, and that was one thing I, I mentioned it to Serena, you know, the other day. I said something, we should go up to Canada next year and do a race. And she's like, well, I don't have a passport. I'm like, you need a passport because you just, you need that option. You know, I love, I have my passport. Yeah, I funny looks from people when I told them I didn't have a passport. Like, yeah. funny looks. They were like, what? And I'm like, I've never been outside the U.S. Never had a reason to go outside the U.S. I mean, I was in my 30s when I got mine. had a dumb idea. I was in my 30s when I got mine and it, it's... I have only used it a couple times, but I've still got that option. If all of a sudden I decide, hey, I want to leave the U.S., I can, you know, and I don't have to, you know, I can. I can leave the U.S. I can go travel. And, I mean, I want that option to be able to have that fun and just enjoy life. There's Spartan races in Costa Rica. I feel like I need to go to Costa Rica now. I think there is. If there's not, we need to, like, call yeah, someone to get one there. There you go. See, that's the best part about having a passport. You have a passport? Hey, I want to go to Costa Rica. Cool, I'm out. Jeez. Yeah, no, I, I'm trying to decide which ones I want to do next year. I wanted uh, Someday I'd like to do Greece. I really wish I could go to Greece this year, but it's not with Hawaii already planned. But, yeah, Greece would be amazing. I I haven't heard what the rules are. I haven't heard what the rules are. I just want to go to Greece.
Olympic Greece was nice. It was part of a very, uh, not very nice to see, I guess. I've heard that, but I mean, you know, some great things came out of Greece. You know, there was the Spartans, there was hedonism. Some good things came out of Greece. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know what's bad is like half the listeners right now are looking up what's hedonism. Yeah. <laughs> Google it. I'll do that after Google it. Google it. It's awesome. It's my new religion. <laughs> but. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah, just don't tell my wife. Well, they got uh, Bone they got Frog. Yeah. yeah. They've got so many different races out there we don't have. On the East Coast that aren't even on the West Coast. I mean, you got like Savage Race out there. You got Battle Frog out there. Uh, you know, I mean, there's a ton more options out that way than there are over on the, the West Coast. Yeah. And it's There's been a few because, I mean, I've done a few. I've got some medals of ones that you'll never see again, but it's you've seen a few try and start out here on the West Coast, but sometimes it seems like unless you do it just right, it's either hit or miss here on the West Coast. You either do great or you're toast. You know, and it's, you know, I mean, I've got a couple of medals like Hell Run and some of those that you'll never see again. But, you know, it's, I would love to see Savage Race or Bone Frog out here. I mean, that's one thing that I'd actually like to look at is to see, like, make like a week trip to, like, the East Coast and try and hit a Spartan in one of those, like, Savage Race or Bone Frog that you don't see out here. So I can get that medal that, you know, yeah, I'm not going to get. I think there was a savage race this last weekend out on the East Coast. And uh, one of the guys that I follow on Instagram, he was posting pictures about it. And I said, how was the race? It looked like a really cool venue. He says, oh, yeah, but I'm like a bone frog. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen either one of those out this way. So. Never done that. That sucks. Yeah. It'd be nice to get out there and do one of those. <clears throat> I definitely like trying that out. But. For now, I'll stick with the, the schedule that we have right now. And that's Washugal coming up next. And then we've got some Seattle races. Which oh. one's next on your list? Me, I've got Washugal. And then, like, it's not the next weekend. I think it's the weekend after, like, two weekends after Washugal. I go to Hawaii and do three races in Hawaii. And then I've got, like, a weekend off. And then I've got Seattle. And then I think the weekend after Seattle is... Uh, Warrior Dash. So I, I'm trying to stay busy, and I'm thinking, me, me and my buddy that did terrain races last weekend are actually thinking about going up to Vancouver and hitting terrain race in Vancouver in October. Oh, there you go. So because the guy did, I think so. So because terrain races last weekend was a blast. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So because JP, I mean. From talking to JP, there's some good stuff coming. I mean, I know I one of our one of our beasts, Amy. I don't remember her last name. Has just announced that she now works for Terrain Race, and I think Dana does too. Yep. 
So. Yeah. JP's filling up all the Portland beasts. I mean. Well, like I said, there's, there's there's Vancouver, Canada in October. Yeah. So. Maybe the, that crew is going uh, going to the Canada land, Canadian land. Because, <laughs> like I said, my my buddy's thinking about doing that. I think that'd be fun. What? I'm trying. I'm. I'm trying to keep busy. I mean, I've, you know, me and Patrick have talked about it before. I, I made bad decisions after I got hurt and I let myself get bigger. And I'm trying to do everything I can to fix that. And I think by keeping myself busy with races, it, it helps me keep busy on working out too and trying to get better at them. So, because I, I want to do one. Uh, I can't remember his name. One of the listeners. I, I've, I'm horrible with names, as we learned earlier when I called Rachel Rebecca. But he told me about one on Labor Day weekend, and I'm like, I'm all for it. Just tell, get me the info, and I'll do it. And he's never sent me the info, so I, I need to get that info and figure out when that that one is. Because you know, a sprint one, I I'm gonna have problems with the swim, and I know that, but. I can push through it to get the sprint because the sprint's small enough that I can at least get a, an attempt and figure out what I need to do to be a, do a real one. But to get a sprint yeah. triathlon, I mean, well, I can I mean, at the least. Sprint is a real one, dude. The sprint triathlon is a real triathlon. It's just a short distance. Yeah, I know. It's still swim by run. You know, I mean, that's how I got my feet wet part yeah. of the time uh, with, with triathlons is I started off doing sprint triathlons and then I worked up to a couple of Olympic distance ones and then. Mallory uh, said, "Hey, I got a really dumb idea. Let's go to Canada and do a uh, half Ironman." I <laughs> said, "That sounds terrible, man. Let's do it." Yeah. So we'll we'll be uh, we'll be half Ironman finishers here in a couple of weeks. See, and that's what's great about the beast is I mean, there's so many things I can't remember. Someone posted something with that was a horrible idea, and I was even like, "That's a horrible <laughs> idea. Where do I sign up?" You know, and that's just how we are. I mean, it, it's in our brain. It's like that just does not sound like it's really smart, but I want to do it anyway. <laughs> so, and that's what I, I want to well, do. I think, I think it actually started with Mallory just saying, I've got a really terrible idea. And I think I said I'm in before she even said what the idea yeah. was. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, okay, come in. It's like, cool, let's do it. Yeah, I definitely want to do a triathlon. That's like, that's on my bucket list is the triathlon. Um, I know. I would have to like make sure I think my 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 bike the tires like deflate as quick as you inflate them, so I'd have to get that fixed. But um, <laughs> I haven't ridden in a while. It's probably time to get it out. But well, my, my offer still stands from uh, from last time you yep. talked on the uh, the podcast here. You find a triathlon, I'll come up and do it. All right, because I got to do. I want to do one. I mean, like I said, the swimming part's going to be difficult for me because I've never been. A great swimmer. I can swim enough to usually get to where I need to go, but it taxes me bad. So I, I'm not yeah. a great swimmer. I'm not efficient. I don't use both my arms. I just use my arms when I swim. That's it. I don't use my legs at all. Yeah. So it really taxes me, and I, I need to, to fix that before I do a full. But I think I can get a sprint, and I can I can grunt my way through it. If I can, if I can push my way through a full marathon out of just – pure grit i'm pretty sure i can push my way through a a, a sprint triathlon but just because you know, i a sprint triathlon, I, I think i think it's a little easier than a marathon uh, 
you know, I, I did my marathon last November, and yeah, it, it wrecked me for a few days afterwards. Uh, my legs were jello. I mean, I was pretty well trained up for it, too. And the, the sprint triathlon, I kind of went out and did. Yeah, the next day I was feeling fine. Yeah. And it's just, it's just a whole different uh, system that you're using, you know, because you're, you're either, like on the marathon, you're just pounding the pavement, running and running and running. Whereas with the uh, triathlon, you know, you, if you're not a great swimmer, you could blow yourself up in the in the swim. But then you got the bike where you can kind of recover because you're not using your arms for the bike; you're using more of your legs. Yeah. Uh, kind of recover a little bit on the bike, and then if you're a decent runner, then you can get out and run after after the bike without a problem. But uh, you know, I, I my first triathlon going into, I, I spent a lot of time in the pool and a lot of time on the bike. And just to get my body used to swimming and biking, because I hadn't done either of those in quite some time. And then my first triathlon, I learned I didn't do enough. You know, and it was just like, man, so much further I've got to go with this. I wanted to see how far I could go. And that's why I kind of said, yeah, I'll do this half Ironman. It sounds stupid. Yeah, because I know the, the sprint triathlon, it's only, I think it's only a 5K that you run, right? Yeah, it's like a quarter mile swim. Yeah, and I keep telling myself in the head that doesn't sound bad at all. The quarter mile swim, eh, that might be an issue, but the 10 mile, I mean, I used to do that because I wanted a soda when I was a teenager, but I was also like literally oh, yeah. half my size, like literally half my size, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, literally. yeah, literally. Not literally, literally, no, literally, but, you know, and I could go do that, you know, on a bike any day of the week. It was the swim that just, that's what worries me. I mean, the bike doesn't worry me. I mean, until I got injured when I was in my twenties, which unfortunately was 20 years ago, I was, I mountain biked every day, like every weekend. That's what I was doing. I was up in the mountains, mountain biking. So I don't think I could have, I would really 10 miles. Isn't really going to be that bad. I mean, a 5k, I do at least one a month. I should be fine there. It's the swim that worries me. But I, I think for me, I think it's one of those, I'm one of those, if I sign up for it and just say I'm going to do it, that's going to be my motivation to actually train for it. Yeah. So I'm going to have to find. Just go down to the local pool, get yourself a, uh, a swim path. You know, start with, uh, most of them have like little punch cards when you buy yeah. 10, get 11 free, get 11 free. Uh, and just go to Latswood, you know, and get up the water for a little while and, you know, get your body kind of used to it. And then you'll be like, oh, where would a three month pass is going to cost me? It might be cheaper just. Oh yeah. See, for me, it's one of those things, and it sounds funny because I mean, I thought once I got bigger and had more fat, I'd be more buoyant, but apparently, I'm not. Um, I sink like a rock. Yeah. Yeah. When I when I learned how to scuba dive, I was literally sitting on the bottom of the pool, and the instructor's like, "How much weight do you have?" I'm like, "What are you talking about? What weight?" <laughs> He's like, "That's not normal." This is just me. I just sink, you know. And so it's always been my entire life. When I swim, I'm fighting to keep myself, you know, afloat. Like when they did the whole point in scuba diving where you're supposed to just sit there in place and keep yourself afloat, I kept myself like five feet under the under the water. That's the best I could do. I had I had to swim laps to stay afloat for ten minutes. <laughs> so you were doing the uh, the baby field drown training. 
Yeah. Know, where you're popping off the bottom of the pool, you sink down to the bottom and then push yourself off, come get a big bump at the yep. front. Yeah, but the bottom of the pool again. Yep, that's exactly what I was doing. I, I, everyone always told me I would have been really good as a Navy SEAL because I sink like a rock, but yeah. Oh, well, we, we kind of got a little off off there, but we're definitely going to have to look at that. We, we need to get that trifecta, or not trifecta, but the, the triathlon done. I, I want that done in my, I need that in my life. So I will, I will look into that more. I will look for that and we, we'll find one and we're going to do one. All right, perfect. What was that, Lorenzo? You're in too. Uh, All right. Uh, we could borrow one. I'm sure there's some. I'm, the, I'm sure there's some beast that's listening to this now, going, "I'll let you borrow mine." So we're good. We're fine. I think I have my my father-in-law. I think there's like six in my garage because my father-in-law is a garage sale hound. He just goes to garage sales and buys things that he's never going to use. That he ends up selling in garage sales later. So I think I have like six out in the garage. So, yeah. There you go. There you go. We are. We, we, we definitely are. <laughs> All right. Well, we've, we, we, we're, we've been on this for a while. So is there anything you guys want to say in closing to the, the listeners on anything? Kimberly doing a tri, triathlon? What, what do you guys got? Of us not coming. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> sure. I mean, some people are more confident than, than, than me than I am, but uh, that's what it is. And that's uh, the beauty of this group, too, is we have each other's backs and we're, we're going to support and research each other the whole way. And, you know, so, you know, make your make your passion your obsession. And then, you know, we, we got out on this ridiculous ultra beast course that nobody really wanted to be on. And we walked away, and I think it was 140 people signed up, 120 people uh, started the race, and 60 some odd people, 170, 60, or what's called 64, 65 people completed the race, so about half. I mean, that's, you know. That's again, brutal. Don't, uh, yeah, don't, don't think that you can't do something. Like, go out and get it. Every time you train, don't half ass it, you know. Um, I don't want to train every day. But I do, and if for some reason I don't feel like training on that day today, I'm, I'm working out, and I'm just like, not into it mentally, 
then I say, okay, before I leave the gym or, or whatever I'm doing right now, I need to I need to bust something out real quick and make it hurt. You know, do as many pull-ups as I can. If you want to leave right now, fine. We can leave 10 minutes. Do as many pull-ups you can do in 10 minutes or pull-ups and push-ups. Do whatever. Do, it, do 10 minutes worth of Murph and just knock it out. Do not stop moving. You can leave in 10 minutes. Go get it. Make every every time you, you go to train count. And, yeah, uh, go after whatever you want because if you want it bad enough, you'll get it. So now, now I really, really, really want to do the same thing and watch you. So um, we'll, see, we'll see what I can do. I agree to kick ass, so definitely. The plan. Hopefully, I cross the finish line throwing up. If I cross the finish line throwing up, you'll know, uh, you'll know that I know that I didn't have anything left in the tank. That's the only way to do it. I think that's the worst feeling is I've had so many races where I finished and I felt like I had so much left in the tank and I'm like, I didn't give that my all. I, I have I have I have something left in the tank. I should have pushed harder. So yeah. Yeah. Patrick, you got anything to say? Yeah, I just uh, first off I wanna thank, you know, GH Unders for supporting the beast uh pro team and for being a big sponsor of the oh, yeah. podcast for sure. Um Yes, it is. Yeah, it's just been a 
year full of running and racing and not a whole lot of recovery or training, which kind of sucks because I want to be training just as much as I want to be racing. But my performance has definitely been black uh, at the races. I was pretty good at the, uh, at the Kimberly Sprint. I got 11th in the Elite Wave. Uh, when I got ninth, if I had made my spirit or missed my spirit again, but just got passed by a couple of dudes while I was doing burpees. Yeah, it happens. Uh, I saw that, which is awesome. Lorenzo get too far in front of you. So, no. This is a new thing, yeah. Let's not get it too crazy on hand, Yeah. All right. Well, it's been great talking to you guys. Um, yeah. I mean, I can't wait to see you both, and I'll probably see you guys in Washougal uh, before I head yeah. to Hawaii. Oh, definitely, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll be at Washougal. I'm, I'm, I'm working on flexibility. You can probably book me into your it's not, that works for me. You might have to talk to the wife because she does all the planning and putting the luggage and everything. When I pack it, you know, I get like half of what she can into a suitcase. I don't know how she does it. It's like some magical thing she knows how to do. I don't know. But yes, yeah, she, she does all this planning. She does the planning. It's like this on the on the way to terrain race. She was talking about planning for the week we're in Hawaii. We're going to do this. Should we do this on this day? I'm like, I even planned a day. That's like weeks away. What are you talking about? Yeah. I haven't figured out what I'm doing today. I mean, what are you talking about? You're a month away. So, yeah. Yeah. So, right on. Well, thank you for guys for talking. I mean, Kimberly sounds like it's one of those. It sounds like it was a beast. So, um, yeah. And I will see you both in Washougal, and I will find out more on that tri- uh, the triathlon that you're going to have to do with me. Yeah, definitely. Sign me up. I'm in. All right, perfect. We'll get, we'll get the rest of the company out, too. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you in Washougal. All right, see you in Washougal. There you go. All right. All right, you have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast, brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at beastocr.com.